All right, so starting off, interior offensive lineman. It's uh, there's definitely some guys, but uh, you know, if you, it's a class where if you need a guard or a center, and you are willing to dedicate, you know, an early round pick, a day one or two pick, you can get one. But I don't know how deep it is. Like I don't know if you're going to be finding those guys like in the sixth round this year. Uh, uh, so definitely, that, like from a supply and demand like perspective, like yeah. you kind of got to go early, and you're probably reaching. But like the alternative is just having someone who's not playable, kind of. Yeah, but even one. the guys you'd be reaching for would still be like they'd walk in and be a solid starter for you day one. So it, it would it'd be tech, it would look like a reach, but if you needed a guy to just kind of shore up the inside, you'd be able to do it. And the, there's some guys you could go get. So. First guy, you know, tier I think one. most people have him number one, tier one, Landon Dickerson. So the center from Bama, and he played center for the first time in 2019. But before that, he has played every single position at Bama. So, like, all he has around, literally guard, started tackle, at all everything. five. I don't mean just guard and tackle. He had started at left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. So this dude, like, he's done it all. Um, <clears throat> and so all that obviously just helped him as a center, kind of understanding blocking assignments. So yeah, you have the to know side like, of the game. Whatever, oh, yeah. what everyone else is doing, right? Yep, know what everyone else is doing. You know, you see a guy creep up in the B-gap. You got to know what the, what the guys on the left are going to do to address that if that guy does come, and then what holes that's going to leave you with on the backside. You got to do it while the QB's, you know, barking the snap count and you have a 320 pound defensive tackle in your face that you got to block. So he's, he's got that down, which is definitely good for a center. And what sticks out about him is just, he's huge and he's just got, sorry, but he's got that fat boy strength and he does not get moved when guys run into him. By, by huge, we mean 6'6", 325. Yeah, as, as a now, center. That, North Carolina. That, that is boy. not a center's so, body. Growing up on the <laughs> fucking... Uh... <laughs> Whatever he was doing, like, it worked. And this man, uh, the one that really sticks out, it's actually from a year ago, from 2019, and he was playing guard at the time against South Carolina when Kinlaw was there. And Kinlaw, you know, he was a first-round pick by the Niners, had an insane get off on this one play and he, he was putting his second foot down probably when you know everyone else on the d-line was still getting out of their stance i don't think they had their first step down yet and i mean kinlaw killed it on this rep and he ran straight into dickerson and just stopped like it just it didn't just matter do it. it did not matter i mean you cannot run down the middle of dickerson the nfl guys won't be able to do it either you know like Fletcher Cox would eventually bull rush him into the quarterback, but it would be a slow process, and he's got a good quarterback behind him. He's getting the ball off anyway. It doesn't matter. Like This guy is just solid. And when he latches on to the D lineman, like that grip, again, it's the fat boy strength. That grip just doesn't let go. He gets you in his paws, and you're just staying there. You're, just, you're, you're stuck there, huh? Yeah, so... He's kind of sounding like Zach Martin. What separates him, he doesn't have right. that short area quickness that Zach does. 
And <clears throat> while I think he's going to be step in and be able to be a good starter day one because he's going to be able to handle the physicality of the interior line, you know, in the NFL. I don't, I do think that he's going to get beat here and there because he just really lacks quick, uh, yeah, quickness. Do you think he's going to play a, a, a guard or do you think he's going to be play center in the league? I don't know. I, I think any team that just knows they need either one of those if he's available, especially if they're making their second pick of the draft and he's available, they'll take him for either. So, I mean, I think he's going in primarily as a center. I think that's a good position for him because he has the mental game down so well. But, you know, a team could draft him as a guard. Their center gets hurt. He kicks over. You know, he's versatile. It'll work. Just doesn't he, I don't think he should play mm-hmm. tackle in the league. Definitely doesn't have the quickness, I don't think, for that. But, uh, and the foot speed to do that, yeah, when you're going up against, like, super fast yeah, guys, right? so I, I think he'll be able to compensate enough to be a good starter on the interior. Um, and, you know, whether or not he becomes that all-pro player will kind of depend on if he can pick up that quickness and deal with guys like Aaron Donald. <laughs> I mean, if he gets his hands on good. Aaron Donald, good. But, yeah, so the second guy in that first yeah, tier. The, yeah, the, yeah. <clears throat> ben Cleveland, the guard out of uh, Georgia. So this dude, another just huge dude for an interior guy. So another, he was another 6'6", 330 guy. And he is athletic. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand why they didn't have him playing tackle. <clears throat> because he really is athletic. And his technique is really solid. Like, it's surprising. Like, like good hand placement? Like good, good feet and good everything feet, like that? Good hand placement. Um resets his hands well and the positioning like when he's got to reach block a guy he gets his hips all the way around and just completely seals him off on that backside. like it's really impressive and he's so big that it's just like even when they're playing really physical teams like he's getting banged from every which way and he's just kind of standing there you know taking each hit as it comes kind of looks like a punching bag almost like doesn't move too much like it's really impressive. The one thing I'd say is that he doesn't have that uh, ass kicker in him. And it's not, he's got enough attitude to where it's not like a problem. But what's keeping him, I think, again, from being like kind of that Zach Martin next level guy, why I'm not putting him as like an early first round interior O lineman is that he doesn't have that total ass kicker, I'm going to bury you in the dirt mentality. He has the, I'm going to do my job, I'm a great athlete, and I'm going to do my job really well. And there's just, you know, there's nothing else really you need from me. Overall, great player. And as he gets stronger in the league, he'll he'll really be a good starter for a team. Uh, Takes us down to the next tier. All right, cool. So second tier, we'll start off with the center from Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey. And he's just, he's a little, he's big, but. That's a good old lineman. Creed name, Humphrey. Dude. Creed yeah. Humphrey. From, from Shawnee, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like if I'm a QB and I like, I need someone to protect me. And then yep. Like Creed Humphrey, like I feel comfortable and with that's it. That's the thing. He's very consistent. Strong, not a totally overpowering guy, but very strong. <clears throat> latches onto the D lineman 
good positioning, very consistent. You draft him in the second round, you got your starter at center, and you don't have to worry about it. Um, the all reason, right, right, the reason right, he's what you not need. the guys who can anchor exactly. It. You know, you a guy who you know what you're getting is great. The reason he's not in that tier okay. one is because I don't think his ceiling is necessarily as high as Dickerson or Cleveland. But again, he, he is a very athletic center still. <clears throat> Technical and positions, it, it's just it's really good overall. Creed Humphrey, good player. Uh, dope, right dope, after dope. him would be Wyatt Davis, the guard from Ohio State, and he's an ass kicker. Oh, guys. He's an ass kicker. Uh, doesn't have a huge amount of power, but he's very athletic, and is just totally looking to put you in the dirt every play. And he does it a lot. Ooh. It does. And he does that stupid thing where you like, where you like, like get up super slow on oh, the guy. Oh yeah, when you when like, it's oh, yeah, called I just, I just planted it's you. It's called bro. fatting someone. Yeah. When you kind of like just <laughs> lay there and you you bring your arms up like oh oh see I I'm just I'm just laying here. And when really you're supposed to be getting off him, the D lineman's like trying to push you up with you on top. It's just, yeah, I've been that D lineman a few times and it's not fun at all. I taught my brother that. He put my, his knee, like, you know how you get up with your knee sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he put his knee on the kid's mm-hmm. chest. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. <laughs> He's like, dude, my fault. I was just getting up. <laughs> and, but here's the Didn't thing. see you down there, boy. So many times. And this isn't the case with Wyatt Davis. He's the one putting these dudes on the ground. But so many times, it's not even the O-lineman who actually got the D-lineman to the ground. The D-lineman tripped over someone else's foot. Someone rolled into the back of him. It was muddy, so they slipped, and it just, like, there was no footing. Like, so many of the times, the O-lineman benefits mm. from another circumstance and then gets to fat him anyway. It's, it's, uh, it's not fun for the D-lineman <laughs> in that situation. Hey, hey you got to take it whenever you can get it, It's man. like when the, gotta, when the quarterback to. overthrows the receiver by – Five yards and the DB does the nope lockdown sign. It just it's, <laughs> come on, man. You didn't earn that. <laughs> Not over here, man. Not over here, yeah, bro. Exactly. So Wyatt Davis, he's someone who does put you in the dirt. It's, he doesn't benefit from cheap circumstances. He's gonna have to get stronger, but he can walk in and you know he he can play for you right away. And then the last guy in the second tier, Drake Jackson out of Kentucky, the center. Little smaller than the other guys, so his power is a little questionable. But he is athletic. <clears throat> he stands his ground and he has real good positioning. So I think you can start him right away. But he may have he, he will struggle with those top tier guys who are real strong, like the Fletcher Coxes, like the Aaron Donalds. You know, he'll get anyone struggles with Aaron Donald, but. He'll he'll get beat up a little by the stronger guys. He'll have to learn to deal with it. He did play in the SEC, so, you know, he did all right. Um, But, yeah, he'll... Who? Drake Jackson. From USC? From Kentucky. Did not. He played in the SEC. Bro, I am... Yeah, that's why I was confused. My fault, bro. My fault, bro. Uh, So, yeah, no, I mean, he's dealt with... I'm I'm on the wrong Wikipedia page. This is what's going on here. (laughs) It says Drake Jackson, 2001 sophomore. Oh, yeah. USC. No, no. There, there was uh, and I was like, another Drake Jackson like, that kept popping up. I was like, dude, this. <laughs> All, right. All right. So the last tier, <clears throat> we'll start with Aaron what Banks. Tier, tier, tier three. Tier three. 
Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. He, big, strong guy, and he's just, he's thick. Uh, he, he reminds me of Dickerson, but just not nearly as polished. And one issue that kept on popping up was that his feet kept stopping. So, like, after the initial contact with the D lineman, his feet would stop. So if the D lineman hit any sort of move afterwards, he was kind of lost. Like, and he would just, he'd get by banks. And that was the issue that kind of kept popping up. But that seems like something that can be coached out and maybe, you know, work on quick feet a little better, a little more, uh, do some more conditioning. That might help too. But, you know, one of his big pluses is how freaking big and immovable he is. So don't want him to get too small. Uh, the next guy down, All right. real intriguing guy, Trey Smith from uh, Tennessee, came into Tennessee. I think he was like top ten recruit in the nation, um, and he's made all conference a bunch of. He made like the freshman all conference team, and then all conference in the SEC the next two years. So he's real accomplished. A lot of starts under his belt, and he's an athletic dude. He's got active hands. Like he, he, he's not afraid to use his hands, which you'll see with college interior linemen sometimes, especially tackles. But they just don't. Yeah, want to do it. you know it's hard. You know you're you're punching someone who's just like a a freaking SEC D lineman, and you got to punch him and grab him and control him. Like it's it can be a little intimidating. It, you know he he's willing to get in the, get into it and do that. But he'll also, I don't know, it's almost like he's trying to compensate because he leans, like he's a leaner, and he'll get caught sometimes. He's a leaner? He doesn't drive his feet like that? Yeah, yeah. And so he'll get caught sometimes where just like, you know, he'll almost fall on his face because the guy hits a clean swim move on him. And so it, it seemed like a lot of coaching things that he could get cleaned up. But, okay. you know, because of the leaning, it was kind of hard to tell how much power he had. You know, he really didn't, like, roll his hips into guys when he was trying to block them. So, like, it's hard to really see, you know, what you could get out of him. But there's definitely some stuff that can be cleaned up with coaching. And, you know, if you bring him in, he'll probably struggle at first as a starter. But, uh, you know, you can get it cleaned up and at least get him to be a serviceable starter, I'd say, by the end of his rookie year. You're really working on him. Nice, so. nice. And then the last guy in Tier 3, and the last guy we have ranked on the interior line, Quinn Miners, the center out of U, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. And so this guy's funny. You know, he's got the long Wisconsin hair, Whitewater. Beard, Football and, powerhouse. Wisconsin White High. Yeah, and... uh you know, he, he's got, like, I think his parents have, like, a fishery or they they have something up in Canada where, like, he's just, like, hey. hauling these big logs and, like, making these, like, Rocky-style workout videos. And it's all pretty cool. And, like, you know, you also see, like, highlights of him dunking and stuff. And so it's like, all right, all right, this guy's mm. – he, he's athletic. Like He's athletic. He played football, track, wrestled in high school and everything. Like, like, like he gets it done. Yeah, he's an athletic dude. And – He's got the attitude. Like, you know, you can kind of see it when you look at him. But, like, on the field, granted, he's playing a lower level. But, like, 
he was looking to bury dudes every play, and he did it a lot. And, you know, he was clearly more athletic than every was more athletic than everyone, but, like, he used it. And so that was good to see. Yeah. But then at the Senior Bowl, he just, he seemed to have trouble controlling those stronger, better athletes. And if that was an issue, you know, he only had a week. I mean, yeah. And he's used to a much lower level. So who's to say if he had a full training camp at like a Bama or a Clemson that he wouldn't get up to speed real quick. But that will. It was like his first, like he played D3, right? Like it was his first time playing yeah. like, you know, D, D1 guys, right? And also, and, also, and he didn't play football yeah, this year. He took right? the year off. Like, like we kind of glossed over that, but he didn't play football this year. Like COVID, like you couldn't do that. Like D three, like no, that wasn't happening. So yeah, like, they did not have the money for training. all those tests and everything. <laughs> it, it wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he was hunting a lot and obviously like carrying like the the deer and stuff and carrying like the big fish yeah. is impressive, but it's just it's just not the same. So he is he he does got to get his his feet back under definitely, him. Definitely, definitely, and so. That's why I think you draft him. He's going to come and he'll struggle. But, again, end of the year, I think he can be a solid starter. Like, let's say you're a playoff team and you draft him in the late third round. That's a good pick for you. Because maybe you don't even start him the first six games, but then you bring him in and he'll be... I, I could definitely see him because of that athleticism and that attitude, I can see that he would be a good starter by the end of the year. Uh, by his rookie season. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's the interior line. Definitely some guys you can go hey. get. Definitely some guys that can help. But if you do need help, get it early because it's going to run out. Get it early. Early, early bird gets the, gets the never, guys. Never thought uh, the interior line would relate so well to Bitcoin. <laughs> 